0: We are live. Thanks for joining us today. We're talking about MLS. We're talking about Major League Soccer. We're talking a little bit about the U.S. men's national team, all the happenings, the news, the notes from the week. We're here with Alex. Thank you guys for joining us here tonight at I-80 Sports. Can't get any more Hollywood than the U.S. men's national team this week, Alex. You had Pulisic on the cover of GQ, and you had McKinney winning his first trophy ever with Juventus. To top it all off, today was the day of the MLS draft, something we do not follow very closely. But Alex, I'm going to turn it over to you for a minute. How are you doing today?
1: Sure. I'm doing great. Uh, Before we begin, uh, one of our listeners, his birthday is today. And I cannot do this episode without giving a shout-out to the silent assassin, Alan Kennedy from Empire Supporters Club. Happy 50th, bro. Way
0: to go. Here's to another 50.
1: Okay. He's not 50. It's a joke, but you don't I know. Love it. I love it. Um,
0: <laughs> no one else knows if you don't say it. Alex, <laughs> so you could have just gone with it. Um, so, yeah, Pool Sick on the cover of GQ making the smiles and doing the uh, the ladies man act. That oh, was for a little while, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I guess any anything you get, any promotion is good.
1: Any kind of publicity is good publicity for the U.S. men's national team. If you go back years ago, Landon Donovan had some kind of spread. I don't know which magazine was drinking the water fountain, sticking his tongue out. Kobe Jones had his shirt off in the net one time. Uh, you know, we know that's <laughs> not yet. you. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, I, I'm more worried about Pulisic not playing healthy in Chelsea and how well they're falling down in standings in Premier League. Now they're eighth. With, with with that idiot as coach frank lampard that might be a legend as a player but he's a terrible coach and watching chelsea fall down the, the standings is fantastic we're man U fans we love this shit but for christian pulisic i mean i'm more worried about him getting minutes and playing in the premier league than worry about some gq photo shoot him with a tank top on and make faces face you thinking, thinking he's brad Pitt, off mean.
0: the couch like who sits on a couch like that like understand I, I don't i don't
1: because- think you do either but what are you gonna do
0: it, may, it makes you kind of think like they make women do that all the time. And like when a dude does it, it's so weird. Uh, maybe we should just <laughs> only candid shots from now on that, that. That's all just with lace up your boots, get on the pitch. And, and we're going to take pictures like you like that. Either way, um, the U.S. Men's National Team has some news. They're going to be playing later on this month. And we're going to talk about that as the players get called up. We're going to be talking about the U.S. Men's National Team later in the late January camp. But today is the day. The MLS Super Draft, something that we joke about quite a bit on this show, something that maybe doesn't really matter. But I pulled up a list of players who were drafted in the MLS Super Draft who started and made contributions to their teams this year. Most of them are actually pretty good teams, and I wanted to share that with you today, Alex. Yes,
1: there's one name that stands out immediately before we even begin. One of it, my favorites. One you of our. Yeah, yeah. I know do. exactly where um, we are. Yep. Yeah.
0: Let's go back to 2018. First overall pick, Jao Montino for LAFC.
1: Not bad weather. Now is Orlando pretty good defensive back. Not bad in the back line. Orlando you know.
0: also grabbed a kid called Chris Mueller. Five picks later, pick six.
1: Now that, that's a, that's a winning pick. The kids now, you know, fringe U.S. National team player, double digit goal score in MLS. Got a motor that doesn't stop. Young American. It's only getting better and better.
0: 2018 must've been a good year because the next pick, Mason Toye from Minnesota.
1: Again, now he's in Montreal with the trade. He took a little step back last year, but the New Jersey native, I think he went to Set- Seton Hall, I do believe, or Seton Hall Prep High School. Uh, really like the guy. I, I'm excited what Henry Henry, excuse me, can do with him this year.
0: Little hot pocket of value, 6, 7, and 8 are notable. Number 8, Brandon By from the New England Revolution.
1: Very good player. Had a good year for New England. You know, he's under great toolage of uh, one of the best coaches of all time, Arena. so yeah, nice move by New England.
0: If we go up to 2019, there are two notable players. One went fifth and one went ninth. Fifth overall, um, going heading to Colorado, Andre Shinyashiki. And number nine overall, Tejon Buchanan from New England. Again, we're talking MLS Superdraft isn't a big deal, but these are players who contributed for their teams.
1: And don't forget, Josie Altor back in the day was a second-round draft pick. The whole first round, no one picked them. They won all the 12, 15 teams back then. But still, you can find value. But at the same time, when there's teams digging for value, there's teams like the Philadelphia Union who want nothing to do with the draft, get out of the draft, trade all their picks for allocation or just bypass on the draft. they rather build through the academy and sign players under, 24 or under 23 years old that haven't been to college. That seems to be the philosophy. Now, my understanding is the MLS draft may be going away soon. I know there's been rumors about that. We talked about
0: not existing yeah. at this point last year.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, to me, it's, it's very strange. Like we, we one of our listeners, oh, the Red Bulls, 13 pick, uh, the the kid from Syracuse, that's from Guadalupe. is like, Oh, that's going to be a great Red Bull to signing and development. I'm like, the draft is the MLS draft, not the USL draft. I mean, what's oh, the point of drafting a guy?
0: Draft, maybe, maybe we need to rethink what we're doing in college. Some sports. teams don't
1: even have a USL team. Like NYCFC don't don't have a USL team. Like, is it the MLS draft? Is the USL you gotta draft? Hit.
0: You got to get one of these guys, like in 2020, I two mean, started for their team. Now, one of them is a player we're very familiar with because his brother played for Red Bull. Two moved up to Red Bull. Dylan Neelis from Inter Miami went third last year. Now Miami, this was. Uh, you know part part two of their expansion draft they grabbed the kid from georgetown um who had a prolific college career but do we really care about college careers right now dylan Nealis did contribute he played a little center back a little uh midfield he was all over in uh inter miami we we got to see him play um although we missed both brothers at the same time um and number five is really the player of the draft daryl dk 2020 Yeah, that's that, overall that. Draft.
1: for every Daryl DK, you'll find hundreds of non-Daryl DKs in this draft. I mean, that, that's a little bit lucky. I mean, when University of Virginia seems like the ACC schools every year churn out big, you know, guys that can play in MLS, Wake Forest, Clemson, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I, this college, I'm I'm not the biggest college soccer fan. I can't even tell you who won. I didn't even finish the season last year. I have no idea with COVID. Like, wh- where are these guys getting this tape from some of these players? To me, when you're in college, you're 22, 23. If you're already not on an academy team, you may have slipped through the cracks. There's you know, there's always a player that slips through Kavsolunga, but most of these players are not going to be in the MLS or big contributors. They're going to be in USL or somewhere else.
0: It's worth noting, Daryl DK was 20 years old when he came out. He did not finish, it does not look like he had finished his college. He played 2018 to 2019 with Virginia. So, um, again, there is value. We're going to talk about it a little later it's not really worth covering we're not doing you know like the nfl draft where we go over each pick not going to happen not on this channel because we're going to bore you to death but i just do want to point out there are players there is value to be had in the mls super draft let's move on to some coaches philip neville to enter miami 20-year playing career from 94 to 2013 with manchester united and everton over I wrote the number of appearances. I think it's 505. But- it's a
1: lot. He's a man you legend. That's all I need to say. Well, I'll, I don't mean to cut you off. He's a man you legend. He's a good buddies with David Beckham. Uh, listen, we talked about Miami last year a lot. David Beckham was embarrassed. 10th overall. Barely, did, was like, eh, in and out. He made a lot of changes, got rid of a coach, brought a guy that he could trust, that he knows as from his playing days, the former England women's national team coach who's had some criticism while he was there. But the English women team did pretty well under his tutelage. I mean, they play well in the World Cup, She Believes Cup, wherever, you know, the women's game cups are. So he did pretty well there. Uh, and whatever, before we you know we, uh, move on to the next topic, I want to introduce Chris Henderson was signed from Seattle as, the I guess, the director of our, uh, the, the cap guy. What he's done in Seattle with all the cups and the signings and how he keeps the – that was a great move. But to me, that's a bigger – if you're in term, I have him. I'm more excited about Chris Henderson coming on to manage the cap to make sure to get assigned young players and stay cap friendly and let Neville just coach him and teach them. I think that was a great move by Beckham, the one-two combination. You got the classic coach that doesn't really know the rules of MLS. Let him just worry about the X's and O's and coaching, getting players better. And let Henderson worry be behind the scenes, salary cap, TAM, GAM, you know, the the Garber bucks, whatever you want to call it. That was a good move by Inter Miami and Beckham right there.
0: All right. Neville described Inter as a very young club with a lot of promise. So maybe uh, with a the right coach, this team will be headed in the right direction. Um, there is also um a new sporting director in Miami.
1: That's what I was just talking about, Chris Henderson, uh from from Seattle. What he's done in Seattle, and we, if he could try to duplicate Miami, is going to be tremendous. That's still you know, that's that's where we're just that's a one 2 signing with David Beckham that he's got the cap guy. He's got the general manager taking care of it that knows the league as a veteran has been a U.S. national team and a guy knows America is Chris Henderson's a, in, in circles known in, in this country as he's a very smart guy. So I'm anticipating the Miami will not be 10th next year. I'm, I'll almost guarantee it, with barring injury, they're going to be much better, much smarter. They're not going to go after the, the Iguaines and Matudis anymore. I think they're going to be much smarter with that. And I'm looking forward to see what Beckham comes up with this year. He's definitely going to be more involved. No doubt.
0: Absolutely. Sorry, I had a little technical issue. So we're back on script here. Um, Henderson has spent 11 years in MLS, including the inaugural 96 season. He made 317 career appearances, including 25 for the Miami Fusion um in two thousand one. He also made seventy-nine appearances with the US men's national team that is from MLS.com talking about Chris Henderson. So new coach, um new sporting director in Inter Miami. Lots to look forward to this next season. Let's move on to one of another player that we love talking about. Uh another coach we love talking about Chris Armis. Mm-hmm. Reunited now with Ali Curtis, the dynamic duo up in Toronto.
1: You know, we should have put two and two together or would when- Allie Curtis still in Toronto when Armis didn't get the DC United job or whatever happened. And Toronto when Vanny left for LA. You should have seen this coming. Curtis likes Armis. He knows him back from the Red Bull days under Jesse Marsh. Uh, Now Chris Armis to Red Bull fans is a love, hate, mostly hate. I'm going to say, it all goes down to the one year in the playoffs when he changed the system when we went to Atlanta and we got blown out or whatever it was we we got killed the the, the good was it 2018 2019 and ever
0: since then the high press and the
1: and ever since then the, the the Red Bull Nation have not liked him you know, the benching of Kaku for whatever reason you want to go with changing formations he tried, he tried he tried he tried and he failed you know we don't have the players I don't care what formation or who the coaches you're not gonna win you know Red Bull's still in the middle of the middle of the pack in payroll. It shows. So, uh, again, I think he's going to be successful in Toronto. Toronto likes to spend. They're not going to be frugal like New York. So, I'm expecting, you know, they still got Pozuelo. They still have Altidore. Akinola. they got some pieces over there. Armis can coach. I mean, they he knows.
0: You arguably he can... have a better squad than any squad Armis has coached.
1: Thus. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Pozuelo alone is probably the best players ever coached in MLS. I mean, right off the bat, he can tell you that. I don't even, Henri was gone, I think, when Armas was there. I don't even remember, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Pazuello is Pozuelo, and I, I'm expecting good things with Toronto. I'm, I'm not expecting them to be eighth, ninth, tenth. You know, it, it, Brad, uh, I think Bradley's coming back for another year, outdoor, Pozuelo. They stay healthy. Those three alone should get them far.
0: Absolutely. Um, Armas is very good at always saying the right thing at the right time. His statement Well,. Said. Uh, I'm grateful to Mr. Tonnenbaum and to Bill Manning and Ali Curtis for their belief in me and for giving me this opportunity. As an opposing coach, I felt the passion of the fans and supporters bring to BMO Field. It is next level. I can't wait to put I can't wait to put a team on the field that will not only make them proud with the way we play, but also with the way we run, battle, and compete every minute of the game. Armis is 80, 50, and 21 as a professional coach for Red Bull and the uh, Adelphi College women's panthers so um good luck
1: yeah, you know again as long as these players are healthy with the roster as has right now he should be okay now toronto likes to spend if somebody goes down i'm expecting them to get another named player in there so they're they they're trophy hunters they're mls franchise they trophy hunters. they're not frugal so i'm expecting big things from toronto
0: absolutely hernan lasota is also now a mls an mls head coach Named name the dc united head coach the club announced monday um it was a very very long search they were the first team to fire their coach and one of the last to to hire um 38 year old argentinian um
1: what do you got comes the youngest coach now in mls which yeah. is good i mean i like i like the idea of bringing a young guy with different ideas you see chicago did that with wiki uh dc that is going to a foreign coach that's very young probably has some different ideas he may not know the league but my understanding is he 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 those systems, he could change formations. He's a very intelligent guy. He's not afraid to come here in the D.C. net and fix that franchise that Ben Olsen's been, you know, ran into the ground, basically. I mean, Ben Olsen is Ben Olsen, you know, D.C. legend as a player, but as a coach, not so much. I meant to see what he does. He brings a foreign young coach into this league. It's only, you can only get excited. Some guys can succeed, some not. I'm banging this guy's going to be pretty good. D.C. can only go up, and with this guy, I think they're going to go up.
0: All right. you can only go up from the bottom, um, and you can't do it alone when you're the coach. You need some players. So let's talk about some players, new faces, new places, some coming, some leaving the big story of the day. Jordan Morris set to complete a loan to Swansea city um, in the coming week. It is uh, kind of a done deal though. Um, it was reported all over by the athletic. Um, also of note, Swansea apparently is also uh, has American fever. Looking at DC United's Paul Ariola, who's also linked to Swansea, that is just a rumor. But we know Jordan Morris, Jordan Morris is on his way. Swansea.
1: I think it's just a loan. So I don't know. I don't know. If it's maybe to help them get into the Premier League during the championship now. They're, I think they're in a the second or third place. So they're in, at least in the playoff to get in. Again, we have seen what Western McKinney's done to Juventus, Gio Reynen, Borussia, Tyler Adams, and these young Americans are going to Europe. And they're succeeding, and they're selling jerseys, and teams are getting excited about bringing these young Americans that like to run and have some skill. And why not? Let's let's try the Premier League. You know, you see Pulisic in Chelsea. So now Swansea City is trying to get in the Premier League. Why not go out to Jordan Morris? I think it's 25, 26. He turned down offers years ago. He wanted he was homesick. He wanted to stay home. If it's only a six-month loan, I think it'd be good for him. And Championship. Listen, say what you want, with the Championship. Those teams fight it hard just to get the Premier League. That's hundreds of millions of dollars just to get Premier League and not to get relegated. So every game matters over there. He's going to learn a little bit of toughness, which I think he needs. And I think it's going to be very good for him and the U.S. national team.
0: Will be great. Uh, Swansea is currently second in the Premier League, which would mean that they get automatically brought up. Three through six are involved in the promotion playoff, which... Swansea wants to avoid, but that might be the best, uh, most competitive soccer Jordan Morris
1: mm, will have yes. played
0: in his career. So okay.
1: yeah, He's not cool. going to be playing Nashville with already clinched a playoff spot in late September with nothing on the line. I mean, every game matters at a championship for relegation and promotion, and it's tough. It's a physical league. He's going He needs to get a little tougher, and this is the perfect place for him. I love the signing. I th- I'm looking forward to it.
0: Now, depending on the length of the loan, that could leave Seattle with a bit of a gap. They do have the Roldan brothers, kind of that fill in anywhere on the field. So that could be a, a, a possibility. But when I looked at this, I said, man, maybe this is time for uh, Tolo to take, take a little more responsibility, move up from fullback. We know he is incredible on the ball, has great speed up the side, and um, Seattle used him all through the playoffs. But if he can take that next step up, maybe he's not a defender. Maybe he's really a winger. And uh, maybe that leaves him to step up and fill that role in Seattle.
1: Seattle's trophy hunter, I'm going to use this term, a trophy hunting MLS team. If Morris is gone, I'll expect them to bring somebody else and somebody else that we heard over that's highly ranked, highly rated. Money does not matter in Seattle. Trophies matter. And if Morris is gone, they will find the replacement. With or without the league, South America, Europe, it's somebody. I don't think they're going to just sit tight, let Morris on, on a loan and not replace with somebody else that has either potential to be just as good as Morris or to fill his role as a starting lineup. Again, the kid you just talked about has potential, but we don't know you know, we'll see what happens. But Seattle is every year, year in, year out. As long as they have Ladero and Rui Diaz and they get that third, if Morris is gone, they got to replace that third. They'll be they'll be in for any trophy that MLS is involved in.
0: A newcomer to MLS in Montreal with the signing of Sunusi Ibrahim, MLS.com had the quote, the club is very happy to have completed the transfer of this young player who is already part of his country's under 23 squad, despite his young age, said uh, Oliver Renard, the uh, sporting director over there um, in Montreal. It's a great addition to the squad, especially considering several European clubs were very interested in him as well. He's an 18-year-old Nigerian forward, limited gameplay. I don't follow Nigerian league, so I can't really help you out much, um, but he does have 22 games for Nasarawa United, five games combined for the under-23 and the Nigerian senior men's
1: national team. What we're not really talking about is... The change in name on Montreal, which I understand you seem to like, Bob. New logo, new new team oh, name. They're, they're no longer the Montreal Impact. <laughs> Would you tell our listeners what the new name is, please? I want I want I want you to say it. Please say
0: it's it. Please. Club de Foot Montreal. Now I have the French accent. Though. One more time. Can you say it one more time? Like man, it looks cute. It's like a little uh, Club de Foot. Club de Foot.
1: Club Club de Foot.
0: It's it's uh, French, and This man. is this
1: is this is good for you. This is a this is like this is going to sell merchandise.
0: Listen, this, you, this, uh, this, this you name. uncultured swine. Okay, it's- what
1: team in the world is called Club de Foot in any in any soccer league in the world?
0: So it's unique. That's that's its second. oh no. no,
1: right. no. It sounds like it sounds like a disease I get if I go to the jungles of Africa. I got bit by some insect. I got Club de Foot. I mean, come on, man. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? Seriously, come on. Even a logo—it's like a bad snowflake that someone t- took acid and drew on a piece of paper. What do we do? Come on, guys. This is not going to help you. This is not a. This is not a cultural change. This is not going to help you sell more jerseys. I am sorry. That's a strike three for me. Does not get the Sir Alex approval of me. I am sorry. Does not.
0: Let's move on. We have some story. A couple more player stories to go. Franco Servi. Uh, rumors that he's looking at NYCFC or Orlando. NYCFC made a huge ten million dollar bid. Um, it was turned down. So there's. You no don't want to go to.
1: You don't, but- don't want to go.
0: Here's what this tells me. It tells me that NYCFC is willing to put $10 million down to get the right guy, and that's exciting.
1: Well, yeah, they lost how many DPs? Matrice is gone. Uh, what's-his-face went to Austin? Uh, off the top of my head. Not to home, on the other. Gone. Alexander Ring. I mean, I mean, they got, they got to replace some guys. A. Bear had a, a, the ACL, so they have some money to spend. They got some DP spots to spend. And say what you want, about New York City FC, unlike their you know, the brothers across the pond in Red Bull. They want to spend. They want to win trophies. They're not looking to develop. They're not looking to league two in England for some defender we never heard of or some forward from the Swedish league that's Bosnian or whatever, Montenegrin that we never heard of. They're looking to sign guys that are name players and are a high value. I mean, and you could look to sell later. I mean, you know, they, they're trophy hunters. That's all I can tell you.
0: Absolutely. Um, Matarita is in Cincinnati now. So that's correct. A lot, lot of movement over there in NYCFC over this past, um, off season, And it looks like they're spending that. That's what we take away from the story. Sometimes these stories, these rumors, they never come, but we can take information out And $10 million is a huge sum of money. Um, so NYCFC is going to land a fish. It may not be the big fish, but they're going to land some fish this off season, and they're going to be doing it moving on LAFC making some moves. They traded for Corey Baird from RSL and they got Ki moon Juan from Korea first prepared. Um, the guy we know, he's a U.S. men's national team player, went to college four years at Stanford, 75 games, 15 goals, went to RSL 2018, rookie of the year, four U.S. men's national team appearances. He's 5'10", 160, he's small, he gets pushed around a little bit, but he's a, he's a gritty playmaker, he's got some speed on him. Corey Baird, very good pickup, in my opinion, for LAFC.
1: I think so, too. He's very fast on the ball. Well, I think it was timed as the fastest guy with the ball in MLS last year or the year before. wherever we had that show with the Sharks and remember yeah. we talked about it, he was the fastest guy with the ball. In the right system, I mean, if he's open and, you know, he gets behind the defender, he's in on a breakaway with his speed. So that should be – For I think I like the move. He's dropped off the face of the, you know, the U.S. Nash team bit a little bit. The change of scene will do him well. I think he'll do very well in L.A.
0: And Ki-moon Hwan, 25-year-old fullback from Busan I Park. Highly regarded.
1: Highly regarded. Don't sleep on this guy. Highly regarded. Again, the Korean influence. Don't, let's not forget in uh, uh, Los Angeles, the Korean uh, – the Korean. Uh, what, what am I looking I for? Fans. fans. There's a, yeah, The Korean population is huge in L.A. This guy is on the Korean national team, South Korean national team. 11 highly regarded. He, he's highly regarded. He I heard he had offers to go to Europe, and he wanted to come to MLS, and I think it's a great move. So there's a good move by L. What we talked about last year, LAFC, the back line, they needed a little help on the back line. Now they have some.
0: Also um, of note, 2018, 2019 K league, best 11 player. So this is one of the best players in Korea. Um, And he is now on LAFC. And that's no joke. South Korea league is
1: pretty tough. So he's a top 11 player in South Korea. South Korea is a very good league. That's that's, he's a good player. That's a great sign of LAFC.
0: I guess we got to get to it. Let's, let's skip the next story and, and head over to the other LA team, LA Galaxy. They signed Jonathan Bond, a goalie, 27 year old from England, West Bromwich Albion. Um, He's a tall guy, Bob. Yeah. 95 stars between League One and the Championship League. Um, fills a major Galaxy hole. He joins uh, Bingham and Klinsman on the LA Galaxy roster, and he, I assume, will compete for the starting job here.
1: I think Bingham is as good as gone. To me, I think it's between him and Klinsman, whoever wins it in you know, in camp or whatever. Probably need two goalies now in MLS with, you know, if we're going to have the U.S. Open Cup and if you got Champions League and blah, blah, blah. You know, we're playing the, the Mexican. I forgot what the name of the tournament. We're playing the teams from Mexico. We have that inter, whatever that tournament is. So you're going to need two goalies. To me, um, I don't think, I think Bingham is done. I think it's between these two guys. I'm probably going to go with Bonds since he has more experience, but don't 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 sleep on Klinsman. He's the kid's still pretty good.
0: 6 says Google, on Jonathan Bond. Bond,
1: yeah, That's a big boy. Yeah. Got you, a couple- the, you can just hear the 007 music when this guy makes a big save at the stadium. I mean, it's, it's, it's made for it. Perfect. I hope not. It's going to happen. I you know more
0: Hollywood. Okay. Um, yeah. Red Bull, saving the best for last. We don't, we
1: don't have enough time to talk about this. We don't have enough
0: time. Center back, Andre Reyes from Atletico Nacional. In Colombia, too, Red Bull. Tim Parker out to Houston for 450 can go up to a million dollars in allocation money. Kaku seems to be on his way out. It looks like at this point, Red Bull is shipping him anywhere that will accept him.
1: Uh, he's going to Saudi Arabia, apparently. Oh, that's uh, He's going to get paid. Now, to our listeners out there or watchers or, or fans out there, I-, I can't tell you much about the Asian Champions League or I can't tell you much about Saudi Arabia League football. I know the guys go there to get paid, but that's about it uh you know they're not on tv not a lot of people around the world watch it yeah,
0: he's yeah. cashing out and and the funny thing is kaku's you know always a perennial problem he's got issues with his
1: i, um, I don't understand i don't I still we talked about his, i don't understand the love, do love affair um he's never wanted to be here for the last two years we never got
0: mls and what what a kind of a you know we were shopping in south america you like Let's look to Saudi Arabia. Let's let's ship him over there. That just kinda seems like a, a slap on the face on the way out the door.
1: Yeah, he said he wanna be close to his family, easier to get in the country. That's wanting to go to Mexico. Oh uh, well have trouble have fun going to Saudi Arabia. That was never the case. He wants to get paid. He's gonna get paid. I don't know, what was he making? Like eight hundred thousand for the Red Bulls. We paid what six million for him. Club America came in with three because that's what his marriage cause he lost market value, because yeah. he's not as good.
0: I would have taken uh, three to be
1: honest. I would have took three and ran. Now the, the, his agent now saying that the, we tried to resign him, but it was sent via fax and it wasn't verbally told, so he's really a free agent. And it seems like the rebels like fine, go. We don't want to pay your salary, and we we rather have another DP. You saw at the end of last year, you saw at the end of last year, towards the end of the regular season, the playoffs, Kaku was benched. Uh, remember international duty playing for Paraguay? You even play for Paraguay, came back and all with COVID, yeah. but you wouldn't even play. I mean, come on, guys. Stop with the love affair, Cuckoo. Four goals, three assists every year. What are we doing here? He's not a top five midfielder in MLS. Never has been, never will be. Let's move on. Let's get a real playmaker in here, please. Thank you.
0: Also on their way out, Kendall Waston from Saprissa. Big loss. A few loss. from FC Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, Maximiliano iruti from Montreal to Houston. Again, Montreal is just cleaning house. Let's rebuild. whole uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, send him over to Houston, and there are some rumors of uh, Bobby Woods looking to join RSL in the summer.
1: Yeah, he's kind of dropped off the face of the planet. What second division, third division, German? I don't even know where he is. He hasn't scored in a long time. I think it's a few years too late. Does he have anything left in the tank? We shall see. He has been. I don't know what he's been doing out there. I don't think he's been doing much. So maybe he's. You know, there's still some tread left on those wheels. But you know, RSL. I guess. Don't forget, RSL doesn't have an owner. they're, you know, they're still waiting to get a new owner after the the the, the comments from the owner last year. So they can't really spend a lot of money since it's under league ownership. So they got to be frugal. This is like one of those frugal. If the guy hits, you know, we, we yeah you know, we hit a home run. Yeah, if not, it's not did. a big loss financially.
0: He's this year's Diego Rossi.
1: So yeah, like, <laughs> no, you mean, you mean not Diego Rossi? It was uh, the other Rossi from New Jersey, oh, oh, Giuseppe okay. Rossi. Yeah, if they had Diego Rossi took a twenty goals. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and a ten million dollar transfer minimum. No, <laughs> okay. I, know, I know.
0: We're getting know. out of here, guys. Thank you for joining us tonight at ID Sport. Adios.